You're very welcome to the, well, we have returned. It is the return of the Race Hour podcast brought to you, of course, with our friends at BetBright. Um, it's myself, Dean Ryan, back in the chair. And uh, we're joined by only one guest this week, just a soft launch, of course, Durbin Nolan. How are you, Chris? How are you, Dean, even? Yeah, because uh, Chris let us down, unfortunately, didn't he? Yeah, well, Chris will be back, and as will as will Dave McGurin, as will Gavin Garrity, as will Noel Hayes, and we hope to be joined by uh, Nick Luck next week. Our special guest this week is none other than Joe Tizard, of course, a regular on the race hour, and we catch up about all the big stars they have ready for the season ahead. They've already started very well, so delighted to have Joe on, Demo. Oh, yeah, sure, of course. I mean, he's an absolute class act, and the Tizard yard is going from strength to strength and it wasn't all that bad timing Dean with uh, the news about Brian Cooper as well wasn't it? Absolutely yeah top class jockey getting a, a big gig in the UK you'll have to do a bit of travelling. Yeah i got a course but that's absolutely no bad thing and look it suits everyone uh, I mean it was all well and good making Robbie Power your uh, your head jockey but whilst he's absolutely brilliant jockey Dean um, there's no way he could commit to those Saturdays in England with so much racing on on this side of the yeah. sea so it makes perfect sense for everyone involved, yeah, doesn't it? connected to another very, very powerful yard who had a fantastic time at last year, of course, with Jess Carrington, their Gold Cup winner, uh, Size and John. So he will be a busy man again this year in kind of like twilight, really, of his career, possibly going the best it's ever gone for him. So big news for Cooper. Uh, Robbie Power set for a big year. And Joe Tizard will be along a little bit later on the Race Hour podcast. So, Demo, why weren't we around during the flat season? It's not really a flat racing podcast, is it, Dean? Um, to be honest, Dean, I've we... We made a few attempts where me and you said that we do it this week, we do it this week, and I just thought it was a poor flat season overall, Dean. I had no real interest in it. Uh, I thought Enable was absolutely superb. Uh, Batash, Harry Angel, you had a few horses that kind of stuck their head above the parapet, if you will, but overall, Dean, it was a fairly uninspiring season, in my opinion. Um, look, we'll tip this weekend, obviously, with the Cesarewicz, yep. etc. on, but we're a jumps racing podcast until the flat season gets better, Dean. <laughs> and the race hour is back as well, isn't it? Of course, on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, of course, we had it last weekend. As busy as always, we're absolutely thrilled to have that back. Uh, people just love it, Dean, because it's not... Um, everyone has the same voice. You know, there's there's no there's no big sponsors of the actual normal race hour. There's the, nothing else involved. Everyone chats and um, everyone's voice is as important as everyone else's and the passion will now come out of the clouds and out the woodwork because jumps racing is back so um, I guess it's early days in the season has anyone impressed you so far that we're looking forward to for the rest of the term or has it been a quiet start it's been quite a nice start uh, Fiona's been was good yeah. uh, trimming her for the mayor's novice hurdle after winning that Fiona Fiona yeah and uh, I'd, be <laughs> I'd be very disappointed if Fiona does end up in the mayor's novice I think she's a does what you mean doesn't end up in the mayor's novice no she does um, I think she's a better horse than that Dean um, like she's more than enough to win that race I think she it will be a semi penalty kick but I know our uh, but I know Rich Ritchie has won that apparently is meant to be very good well you know you know Willie Mullins will have will have at least one or two yeah um, but you know if they do go that way as you say penalty kick for Fiona I hope that they maybe set their sights. I mean, she's won a champion bumper, Dean. She's, exactly, uh, and not many of those don't run in a champion hurdle. But yeah, she's you know, there. Yeah, so like she's she was brilliant last year. I mean, she missed the start. She missed everything else. Her jumping was good. It was a satisfactory performance. Davy Russell looked after her, and um, it'll be an interesting season for her. Of the others, Dean shattered low ground that day as well. I actually really liked her performance. She made a few scratchy jumps, but her last two jumps are always the most important to me on debut when they kind of you know they've got their act together. And I thought she absolutely pinged the last two. Uh, Rat Vinden, who was somewhat of a forgotten horse 
um, was third in that Neptune data course for him one. Uh, Rap Linden was brilliant that year, was kind of been off, but has been excellent so far. Uh, the fact that he's come out early wouldn't put me off that he, he could well end up at Cheltenham. Wouldn't be the first horse of Willie Mullins's to come out that early. Um, and the other horse as well, of course, Dean, that I think you caught your eye as well, was Palmer's Hill for John Joe O'Neill and Aidan Coleman the last day. Yeah. And just thought he was brilliant, really, really good. And he could potentially be a Neptune type, I believe. Um, and bar that, it's just been very exciting to have them all out. Ballyandy, obviously, as well, Dean. But yeah, I was going to mention Ballyandy because it kind of goes under the radar a little bit. For People forget that that is a very high-class horse and he's he's got his chase debut out of the way. Also, another one we saw was uh, was Death Duty. A little bit of a, a slight scare, but back, and I thought, on the bridle, did exactly what you'd expect him to do. He's got big sights this year. He's got big, big sights this year. Um, he made an ugly enough shape over his fences, I thought. Yeah. But I prefer when they kind of do that on debut anyway. I mean, if he did it again, Dean, you're bordering on unforgivable territory. Mm-hmm. Um, but first run out, I think people can be very harsh on a chasing debut. He won, he won easy, uh, regardless of the fright that David Russell might have got over the last one, Ruby. Yeah, I thought the snipers were out unnecessarily, but, you know, there isn't a lot to talk about. So yeah, it's, exactly. It's and, look, to and I think it was more so Ruby rode a brilliant race as opposed to Davey riding a bad one. Okay. Um, you know, I thought Ruby just... He did everything possible to try and win the race. Was Davy knew he was going to win the race, so he wasn't too fussed. And he's a very, very good horse. The the big nagging day doubt that will remain over that horse, uh, Dodine, is whether or not he will act on good ground, isn't it? It is, and there's the Cheltenham question as well to answer. Yeah. Regardless of ground, I'm not sure that will be his track, but we're going to find out, aren't we, as we go through the, the year. I'd imagine they will give him a run at Cheltenham before we get anywhere near festival time, so then we might find out. They really should, and a soft ground uh, chase at Cheltenham would actually suit him down to the grounds as well, and just to get that, you know, because again, if he's not a Cheltenham horse, there's been plenty of horses that just don't like it there, and he could be that, but it's only been one run, so we can't jump to that conclusion just yet. Um, I'd be more swaying that the good ground caught him out last year, because it was fairly good ground at Cheltenham yeah. last season yeah no well no conclusions made but question mark that's it exactly um, uh, yeah we can't really skip over what's happened so far in the season without mentioning uh, that Sandra Hughes ex-train total recall dotting up in the Munster National there was a horse in second who I might have spoken about before in this podcast as well Alfred Zobo yeah Dean we're, you were very keen and I followed you in last year for the RSA I think we really fancied him he's a sick um, horse though wasn't he you were saying it in the WhatsApp group and everything else Dean uh, about him being him running off 145 in a handicap, it was a big, it was a great shout, but it's hard, I know Total Recall won and Total Recall was probably about two stone in hand. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Sandra Hughes hopefully has David Watchman's number because he'll be able to relate to her after what Winter did this year as well. <laughs> um, it can be very hard, I think uh, Sandra Hughes could be in for a long season if if Acapella Bourgois improves as well as much, God almighty, what could that horse do? But well, she's she's played a part as Watchman did with Winter. Yeah. Played a part in in getting these horses to the point that they are at, and the fact that they improve at, you know, like you're talking about Aidan O'Brien improving a horse while he's going to, and Willie Mullins improving a horse he's going to as well. You would imagine. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a lot worse if it was you know some some trainer in the UK with four runners who was improving one of your horses. Um, you I might think, feel that, yeah. You know, like at least if Willie Mullins or Aidan O'Brien is improving your horses, you can just honestly say, right, well, he is a better trainer. Um, and he has better. He has better horses. He probably has better. Yes, yeah, you know, I, I mean, 
There's, there's no surprise. A rising tide brings up all boats. Uh, you know, so like, it is going to happen. But Total Recall was very impressive. I'd love oh, to know what, what they're thinking of doing. He went up 12 pounds for that. Um, was it more than 12, was it? Was it 20? I think he got 16. But he got 16 pounds. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think Alpha got 7 or 8, so... Alpha got seven, so Alpha yeah. could potentially still have a handicap in him. But he you know dumped into one. He would have won that by twenty lengths, and we'd be sitting here saying how impressive was Alpha's old ball. Well, he's a horse that would have won a world hurdle by the same distance if Thistlecrack wasn't around, and now he's been unlucky enough to bump into into Total Recall off the mark that he was off. So uh, it's Gigginstown, so I'd imagine Alpha Dezobo runs in every single grade one or two, <laughs> three mile, two and a half mile race between now and yeah. Cheltenham. So. Fingers crossed he stays well because he does deserve a big race success. Yes, yeah, whether he get one, I don't know. It would have been funny had he missed that and potentially ran, ran through the season in those graded races because he he might just be off that level at chases. He Possibly. probably would have landed into Cheltenham. Imagine him at Cheltenham off a mark 145. He'd have been very very well in for one of those uh, the uh, the old Burn Group plate or something. Oh, like. I would have just been take your pick with the it, horse, but yeah. he's he's probably going to go to Down Royal now and run in one of the graded events there yeah. and that'll be his, his one for the season so we'll, we'll see it's good that Mouse's horses are back though and you can take they that are winning, in, yeah. Yeah, winning, you can take yeah. that as in that they are over whatever it was last year that was blighting them and, and certainly Alpha was a big case in point of those so yep. there's some that have gone we've got a very big weekend um, coming up really for the winter jumps horses some some lovely horses out especially from the Tizard yard so after this break on the race out brought to you with our friends at BetBright, we're going to hear from Joe Tizard. Isn't it time you got your hands on the award-winning BetFinder app from BetBright? It's not like any other sports app you've ever experienced. Unlike your mates, BetFinder actually does know it all. Runners, riders, results and forms with key trends all at your fingertips. BetFinder puts the power in your hands to make informed choices and it's ready to go. Get stuck in with BetFinder from BetBright. BetFinder by BetBright bringing power to your fingertips. Download the app through the App Store and Google Play now. And welcome back to the Race Hour. Um, I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Joe Tizard. Joe, how are you, sir? Yeah, very good, thanks. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. We've got a fantastic um, jump season ahead of us. It's starting to get very exciting. Is it fair to say you've got the most horses in you've ever had down at Venn Farm? Yeah, definitely. Numerically, um, like we've got we've got just over a hundred in. Um, so that's that's twenty more than we we've ever had before. Um, and the standard of horses is incredible this season. We sort of pinch ourselves for what we what we've got in the yard. Yeah, it's, it's really the you're kind of bearing the fruit now of a, of a fantastic time of it last year. And I mean, everyone will be interested to know about the big guns, of course. And I mean, it might start with Thistlecrack. How is he? And uh, are we expecting him to be back as good as he was last term? Yeah, well, there's no reason at all why he shouldn't. He shouldn't because well, he had a very minor tendon, um, a very minor one it was. So we, we, it was enough to stop us anyway, but he's... He's, he's had all the treatments um, that we wanted to do. Then he was turned out. He was brought back in. He's had two months of road work. Um, he's been back cantering ten days now, and he's well on song to um, to probably give him a spin early December, a prep race re- ready for the ready for the King George. Yeah, ready for the King George indeed. And he, I mean, after 
you know the, the disappointment really of him not making it to, to Cheltenham of course I mean he is the one that many will be looking forward to this year but you've got such strength in depth in that I mean Native River ran a massive race in the Gold Cup yeah, it did. I mean, our horses—they <laughs> were—they were—they were quiet for six weeks over over Cheltenham. They backed yeah. right back for April. So, um, so Native River—he ran absolute blinder in the Gold Cup. You know, him and Fox Nordson were the only sort of two that ran their races at Cheltenham. The rest certainly ran a ran a bit under par. And um, you know, we were thrilled with him. Um, he's on a totally different schedule this year than he was last year. Last year was all about the Hennessy um, and then the Welsh National but yeah. for this year it's about it's about the Gold Cup and um, and then possibly a tilt at the Grand National because there's four weeks between them yeah, it's a nice break, isn't it? And he is that kind of really ultra tough horse that can go to the Welsh so many times yeah, no, he's, um, he is but we, we've certainly we're, we're bearing that in mind that we don't want to give him um, we don't want to have him of ready in November when when it's March and April that is our key time. So we're not going to run him until until around the New Year, so that he's, he's a fresher horse to go to go to those two. Yeah, might stand him in really good stead. Really excited actually to see how Native River does get on this year because he went through the stepping stones all the way to the Gold Cup last year and this year obviously he's a very much a premium chaser in your yard and rightly so. Um, it's interesting actually that you know there was another horse in the mix as well last year and haven't even got to Q card yet but Allery could have a big season this time. Yeah, well he came over with, the, with a big reputation um, and he, he worked he worked very well at home as well so he... Um, we kind of hyped him up, and he, he disappointed on the track, to be fair. But he's he summered very well. Um, he's certainly a horse that Dad and I haven't haven't written off yet. Yeah. Um, most likely we're going to run him in the Tote Silver Trophy at uh, Chepstow on Saturday. Was it Sunday? Whichever at the weekend, anyway. And um, you know, Brian Cooper, I scored him this morning. And he seems in in good form, but he has got to produce it on the course. Yeah. Um, we we hope that we hope that we'll just put it. Sometimes it takes a horse a while to acclimatise from when they come over from France, and he and he'd been on the go, and he never had a break. Hopefully, this summer break he's had has put him in good stead, and we can see um, see his true potential. Absolutely, and a start over hurdles might just give him the little pep in his step before you do tackle the the bigger fences, of course, at that stage. And then, what about Q card? Have we got another? Is there another swan song in the old boy? I'd be very disappointed if if there wasn't. To be honest, I mean, he put up last year at Haydock and at Ascot. He put up two of the best performances of any horse last season, according to um, to time form. Yeah. And there's he certainly shows shows nothing at home at all that that wouldn't he wouldn't be as good as he as he ever has been. Um, I mean, we'll we'll be assessing him all all the time throughout the season, but he's going for the Charlie Hall at the end of uh, well. Third, I think of November it is. Yeah. Then he'll go back to Haydock, um, and then a, another King George. So, so that certainly is, is pre-New Year plan. One of the horses that stood out at the back end of, of last term, and I remember you being on a few preview nights, I think even one of Betbright saying that Size and Cadalco might be one of the best handicapped horses in your yard. And although it didn't come together at Cheltenham, and as you said, a few of yours kind of ran a little bit below par at, at the, the main festival, certainly peaked after that, didn't Size and Cadalco? Could be a Grand National horse this term. Yeah, it could well be. I mean, uh, 
you know, we, we really, we fans, we, we thought he was on a very nice mark going into Cheltenham, but like, he obviously ran way below par. Yeah. Um, but then he proved it at Aintree and at Punches Town that he was a well handicapped horse. He's now, he's now 160. Um, so if he wins a handicap off 160, he's going to run on Saturday at, um, at Chepstow. But if he wins a handicap off 160, it makes him nearly a gold cup horse. Would do. <laughs> Would do. Um, yeah, you know, um, Native River won a Hennessy off of 155 last year. So, um, so we're going to see what happens on Saturday. There is a big chance he could he could end up running in a, in a Hennessy. Um, and then just sort of see where we are. He's in lovely form at home. He's, he's certainly he's a horse, a national horse. You know, he stays a laid-back sort of horse, and he needs um, he needs to be kept up to his like he needs to be organised by by the jockeys. And um, but he's he's got ability. He's got plenty of ability. I mean, you mentioned that the jockeys there and have a big part to play. Of course, you've got an association with, with Robbie Power now as well through Anne Alan Potts and now Brian Cooper into the mix. You mentioned he was down at the yard this morning, so he's getting stuck in now to his new role and another top-class rider to have associated to the yard's got to be a bonus. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Alan, Alan wanted a bit of continuity in England um, and he didn't want to pull Robbie away from from his, his Irish connections with Jessica yeah. and whatnot. So, um, so Brian was about, and um, he's a class jockey, his record speaks for itself, so so we're, we're happy to have him on board. And he was over yesterday, and he's running for us again t- tomorrow and, and at the weekend. So this morning he's had a sit on, he's had a sit on them, sit on them all, given that especially like all the weekend runners anyway, the likes of Finian's Oscar and, and Sizing Cadelco and Allerin. He's, he's jumped the fence on them, so he's had a little feel of, of all the horses that were running this weekend. Very good. There'll be nothing like track experience for him on those. And you mentioned probably one of the most exciting horses to come through the ranks last year, Finian's Oscar. Sky's really the limit for him, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. He's... Um, you know, he's potentially his stage as a five-year-old. I know Cuca had won the bumper, but as a novice hurdler, he's, he's probably the best novice hurdler we, we've had last season. Yeah. So, um, so the sky is the limit. He schools, schools very well at home. Um, he's obviously running a point-to-point. So he's going to start in the two-mile three. Novice Chase on Saturday at Chepstow is going to be his first starting point. Um, it's a race that we've started Q-Card in. Um, Native River ran in it. Oh, we started this bracket chip, so we love it for novices. It's a very fair, fair track to start the match. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Sky's the limit. He's summoned very well. He's, he's a he's on spring schooling this morning, and um, we're looking forward to running him Saturday. Now he missed the the Cheltenham Festival, obviously, but came back after it and was and was electric at Aintree, and then uh, went down all guns blazing at Punchestown. I mean, maybe missing a festival at that stage of his career, being young and so precocious, won't be the worst thing for him. You're going to start him at two mile three. Um, he's probably going to be an ultimately a very very good staying chaser. So, will it be a, a question of maybe reining him back a little bit this year? He might not need to tackle three miles plus. I don't think we need to with him this year. No. Um, I mean, when we get to Cheltenham, we haven't, we haven't, you know, Dad's, Dad still thinks he's quick enough for two miles. Yeah. We're starting over two, three and a half on Saturday, but that's, that's because the race is right for him. Um, he, he, he's got enough, he's got, he's able to travel. He doesn't need to be running over three miles at this stage in his career. We can step him up as we, as we move along. So, um, so I, I don't, 
I'd be very, I'd very, be very, very surprised if you saw him in an RSA come come the festival. He'll be in either the ARC or the JLT. Very much a touch of the cue cards about that idea with his career progression, isn't there? The way that cue cards stepped up gradually and and kept on, uh, you know, performing at the top level as he went through. Not just cue cards. You look at Kato Star running a champion chase. Those um, those top class horses have got the pace to be able to run run in in those in those shorter trips. And, and you don't need to set them up until 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 it's necessary, really. Yeah, yeah. They've had already had a uh, a big charity stable tour down at the yard there. I think it was on well the last couple of days of August, and that must have been some buzz, isn't it, to bring out all the big guns and see such a big crowd there? I think you were raising good money too. Public open day that we did 12 months ago for the first time, and, and there was huge support. And then, so, so we, we enjoyed it. We managed to raise some nice money for the injured jockeys fund and the, and the local air ambulance. And um, I mean, this is a, it's a pat on the back for, for us and all of our team. You know, they so many people turned out and they're queuing 10 deep to see the likes of Q card in this and crack in that. And it's um. We also put another extension, another barn up this year, and a couple of horse walkers for people who are keen to see the setup. Um, uh, it's just lovely for us. We're very proud of what we've what we've got and what we've achieved. So it's so it's really nice. Rightly so, and uh, there was a bit of a buzz around about some of the younger horses that you have, some we may not have even seen on the racetrack, certainly not in the UK yet. I mean, is it possible the likes of Vision Day Flow might be out this weekend, or will that be a little bit longer to wait? No, he's um, he's he's scored this morning. He's due to run. Um, he's going to straight off the down the Persian War at the moment. We're sort of leaning towards the Persian War. Yeah. Um, we're lucky to get our hands on him, but he he'd also perhaps going the point to point route. So he's done a lot of schooling. He's been very good from day one. So he's he's ready to run. Um, very athletic. Course we're, we're really looking forward to. Any of the other young guns that were paraded on that day that you're really looking forward to this season? Obviously, Slate House, uh, a decent purchase, it looks. Yeah, no, Slate House has um, done everything right at home. He's, he's won his Irish point to point. Cost, cost decent money, but um, but we're very excited about him. He's ticked all the boxes in his work and in his schooling, um, and he'll be ready to run within the next fortnight or so. Yeah. Uh, and another youngster is a Russian Doyan who. Um, he was in training all the last year, but the ground dried up, so we didn't we didn't run him in a bumper. And he's he's set to run. He might run at Chepsel on Sunday, but he's he's a horse that we we like a lot. That we're going to start off in bumpers. Very good. So I mean, really, the season. Although you've had a decent start already, uh, Joe, to to proceedings, really kicks off this weekend. Um, so a lot of the 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 bigger guns of your yard out over the next few days we, we've got to say from the race I wish you all the very best I mean if you have a season like you did last year it's going to be a success but it it could be even better Joe you must be itching to get properly going with the winter ground the winter horses yeah well that's uh, hard work goes into it for this and yeah we're very excited we're having um, four winners last week and one yesterday so that was our, the first of our winter horses yeah and, um, and we're very excited about the season ahead well, thank you very much for taking time out once again on the race hour with us, Joe. All the very best to you and your dad and, and all the team who put in so much work. Let's hope the, the horses stay fit and, and healthy and, and have a great season. Yeah, you're very kind. Thanks very much. Take care, Joe. Cheers, mate. Yeah! 
Betbright giving you 25% cash back on losses on all in-place boards, up to £100 cash per day. That's right, up to £100 cash per day on all in-place boards. Click here now to get a piece of the action from Betbright. Welcome back to the Race Hour. Thanks again to Joe Tizard for joining us uh, once again. Of course, a regular as well on last year. And we'll be having some excellent guests coming up through the jump season here on the Race Hour. Brought to you with our friends at BetBright. Dem and Nolan's still with me in the studio. And um, yeah, it's great to hear from Joe. He's got a fantastic ring of horses uh, at Venn Farm for him and his dad and the team there to look forward to this season. And some of them will be out over the weekend. But before we get to the weekend and chat about a few of those... Um, there's a decent race on tomorrow at Newmarket at uh, the Phillies Mile. Yeah, I mean, it's a brilliant, brilliant race. Um, you know, it's very you, hot. Yeah, I mean, you've got, I mean, look, Aidan O'Brien probably owns the race, really, with the first three, Happily Magical, in September. I mean, each of those horses have done, done brilliant things this season. I mean, September yeah. looked very special at Ascot. Um, it's just, you know, she's a short price. It's very hard to get away from Happily. Um, you know, she's beaten Magical, she's beaten... September, she was brilliant at Shanty the last time out. Uh, she just looks very, very hard to beat. And the bet in this race, it could be the, just the comb tricasting because the, the first three Edna O'Brien horses in this race look very, very hard to beat. Yeah, some races are just run for the trainer. This is one of them, I think. This is one of them, um, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I, I'd love to pick out some each way value in there because that's my one toys. But I don't really see any. If he runs three, then uh, they'll just take each other on. So that's kind of a little teaser into what's to come for the weekend. I wouldn't put anyone off um, happily. At, what a price it, around 6 to 4 Six chance. 6 to 14, yeah. yeah I mean, I just think she'd be very, very hard to beat. Yep. No interest uh, beyond that top three, as we've said. Of course, on Saturday, if we just stick to the flat for a moment, there is the Cesarich. There is a Cesarich. It's, as usual, uh, Dean, you could pick 10 and you could come up with nothing. Um, yeah. It's a really, really good race. I've landed on one here. I'm actually quietly confident on Lagos to Vegas. Um, I think she's a properly good horse. She's improved an awful lot. Um, so if Sandra Hughes is listening, it's not just you that Willie Mullins is improving the horses from. He's improved Harry Kelly's horse as well, Lagos to Vegas. Um, and I just think she ticks an awful lot of boxes, Dean. I mean, Willie Mullins, he's had three runners in this since 2000. They've been fourth, fifth, and fourth, which if it was a normal race, that's not a great record. But in this race, to be training the fourth, fifth, and fourth means, you know, your horses are, are running very, very well. Um, and on good ground, the last five winners on that ground race midfield or prominent. So she's a prominent going horse. Uh, she's won last time out. Alistol over hurdles, she beat David's Charm, which again was a very good performance uh, because David's Charm was in great form. She got up by a head. And at Killarney as well, her last win there was very, very good, over two miles and one furlong, which is very important. She then went on to Galway and she ran a huge race, which is her best piece of form in the amateur derby there on the first day. Um, she was third behind Aubrey McMahon on Whiskey Sour. Um, and in second was Swamp Fox. Both of those horses have come out and won since Whiskey Sour won in the same week at Galway and he won unbelievably well under Declan McDonough. So that horse now was rated 101 and when you think about the fact that Lagos de Vegas was, was less than three lengths behind him that day and she's rated 91. So she comes into this, Willie Mullins has booked Ryan Moore which is a real statement of intent in itself and I think 12 to 1 over Lagos de Vegas is very good considering you know she stays. Uh, you know she'll handle the ground. You know that um, she's enjoyed the hurly burly 
a big handicap already like that at Galway and last time at Listowel there was 22 runners so I think um, everything is in her favour it's a Cesaro which Dean so I won't be going all in on it but I am quietly confident that Lagos to Vegas could go very very close yeah Pox is a ticks there and, and I can understand it the book on Ryan Moore obviously is going to turn a lot of people on to Lagos to Vegas top of the market is John Constable a horse that really came to light last at, the, season, yeah. at the end of the season you know just going down I think Aintree behind uh, a very nice horse Chesterton I think or Chester Chesterton Field of, um, of John Mullins isn't it yeah and that was uh, that was a sign of what was to come really with John Constable because then he hacked up after that and he you'd think he'd have a big race in him off the on the flat mark as well and um, trainer that you know this often goes to a jumps trainer and one that yeah. is a dual purpose one with with horses in reasonable form is Tony Martin I think he's had a great record in this race Tony Martin's record is very decent in this race I mean he won this in 2007 and four of his other eight runners made the first five so as we know about Tony Martin uh, I think he's a terrifically overrated trainer myself Dean but his his tar- target trainer he's a very good target trainer Dean yes, yes exactly and yeah. um, as he proved with Heartbreak City etc he, he, he gets them right for the big day so whichever one of his runners would turn up and be guaranteed to run would have to be interested obviously well, he's got the likes of Golden Spear, uh, Long Call, who I think was favourite for a Fred Winter for a long time yeah, during well, the, during yeah. last season. And uh, and a horse I actually like in here, and sticking with that you know Tony Martin theme that he does get it right when he when he does find a target for a race. I thought the target horse for this for quite a long time has been Landsman, so I'm very interested to see who he books up for. It's going to run off a mark of 88. Should be of no problem getting it. It's number 33 on the list at the moment. It's around 25 to 1 shot. Um, I just like the... The way it's been campaigned, it did pick up a race at Fairyhouse in July, but then two spins in pretty hot races, just signalling that it's about to come to the boil for me, which you like to find with a Tony Martin horse. So, Landsman at a big price. I'm interested to see who puts on top. Might be an Oshino or someone like that might yeah. get the spin. Um, and at 25 to one, that probably be where my dart goes. But the Cesarich is the Cesarich, and it's very tough to find the winner of. But what about the jumps racing at the weekend? Of course, we heard from Joe Tizard already. Uh, talking about some of his big guns and I, I know a horse that you'll really be looking forward to making its debut um, for the yard and of course in, in the UK over hurdles will be Vision to Flow I'm mad about this horse as you know Dean yeah. um, he uh, I put him up on the on the Punchdown podcast last year so in case anyone accuses me of bad for timing I did put him up no one remembers no one remembers <laughs> and he he won very very well Dean on debut of course in the in the Land Rover bumper uh, traditionally that race has produced mad bastards really over the last few years when you think about it um, <laughs> you know he's produced Jenkins it's produced very much so um, just an awful lot of horses that uh, that just don't seem to do it on the track um, and Court Leon unfortunately the year before for Tyner as well uh, lost his life there afterwards but there was a lot to like about Court Leon the way he travelled in behind Dean because we were at Punchestown obviously on the day and you'd have picked them out with about four furlines to go. You know, everyone else was hurrying for position in front. And of course, Derek O'Connor, the master of the amateurs, himself and Jamie Codd. But Derek was standing and he was just pushing. You know, he just was, was, he was barely moving. And the way the horse picked up was very impressive. The fact that the horse then had to knuckle down because he idled somewhat. But it could have went another mile. And the Willie Mullins horse in second wasn't going to get past him. Uh, I really liked the performance. I think he's a really good horse. And... Tizard is will bring this horse on an awful lot as well, and I think he could be Finian's Oscar two point He could be. Um, you know, we heard from Joe earlier, and he's looking forward to seeing it run and everything right at home. It's been schooled by by Brian Cooper as well. So you know, 
it's a, it's a good opportunity it's a for perfect, them to get a, it's a perfect that, way to get your, your career off the that yard okay. really liked this meeting as well for their best horses and um, Finian's Oscar's going to run in the race they ran Native River in they ran Card in similar stages of career so Finian's Oscar taking on what looks a very hot field actually for a, for a novice chase two mile three and a bit should be an ideal trip for him Tizard was saying that this season they don't see any reason why it would end up running three mile plus because you know Colin thinks this horse has still got enough speed for two miles and I, I wouldn't disagree with him at that point they, they might play a waiting game before they go for the big staying trips which probably means all goes to plan this weekend it'll be a campaign towards something like the JLT yeah which again makes sense Dean Does. I mean there's an awful lot of horses that have been soured from the RSA obviously it's produced Gold Cup winners um but as well as that, you're looking at the likes of more that you're looking at. Um, who was the Elliot horse that was in the race that year as well? No more heroes. Yeah, you know. So like you're looking at horses like that. That was obviously they got injured. There's nothing you can do about that. That that could that could have happened in any sort of a race. But it's a but very tough race for a younger that's exactly. potential stand chaser, which which Finian's is. I mean, there's there's similarities to. I guess Cucard at that time of his career where I think they ran him in an arc or so you don't really know which way they're going to go with Finian's this year but no and sound. look if you were to look at the owners uh, I'd be suggesting the Arkle um, they they really seem to love the Arkle uh, Sizing John ended up in it now I'm not sure whether that was the owners or Henry de Bromhead might have just loved it as well yeah um, obviously Sizing Europe etc but Finian's Oscar is potentially very interesting um, either bombing on and just being off the pace in an Arkle or doing the same in a JLT I think Dean it's his year um, I think something has to go disastrously wrong for this horse Yeah, it wasn't as strong as Novice Hurdles last year it really wasn't and for me he was kicked on too soon at Punchstown in his one bad performance and it wasn't even a bad performance he was beaten by Ricardis he was outstayed by him on the day mm. he's a horse that took an awful lot out of himself in all his runs um, and I think Aintree just might have left a mark on him um, so I think Finian's Oscar I know you adore him Dean but I think he, he's a big big gearhead doesn't he he definitely does and this is actually a very hot starting point for him I do expect him to win I'm very keen on seeing Paul Nichols's top of the game this season I thought that was a horse that floated under the radar last year huge huge animal um, one that will yeah, improve out of sight for a fence so that looks like going off Nichols's main charge in the race if it runs um, and I, I think that's got a very big season ahead too so these two Finian's and top of the game could be the main two novice chasers this year and that's that's exciting to see that so early on oh god it is exactly and again this Chepstow card Chepstow deserve an awful lot of respect the, the fields are getting an awful lot better every every single year um, it's the real starting point of the jump season as well Dean and uh, the card definitely has not disappointed have you picked anything else out of that Chepstow card yeah the silver you? trophy there's one if he runs uh, River Frost um, it's been trained by Alan King um, he won three of his seven stars last season um, he was a non-runner on, on his last run but he was very good at Kempton in February and then went to Cheltenham in March um, and finished ninth in Finished ninth in the Coral Cup, which I think is actually going to prove to be a really, really hot race. Uh, Super Sunday won it. Taquan Desai in second. You know, you have the likes of Monksland, um, Old Guard in seventh, Tin Soldier in eighth. And River Frost, he was, he, he was in touch and he was chasing two out. And he stayed on the one pace. He was a big, big price. But I think he really suffered for that. Um, you know, Super Sunday was, he was on the pace himself and Taquan Desai somewhat came off it I think the gun went to his head a bit too early 
I think he'll improve an awful lot for that. And this season really could be his year, Dean. He's not on a very bad mark whatsoever. Yeah. And um, I just thought the way he ran that day, he was only a five-year-old. He's six now. He'll improve an awful lot for it. And an official rating of 142 might just underestimate River Foss. So if he was to show up for the silver trophy at Chepstow on Saturday, which is at 10 past four, I think he'd be very interesting. But I'd imagine you have another tip for that race as well, Dean. <laughs> yeah, I might do. Um, <laughs> you, you mentioned the, the old boy, and he's actually not that old, old guard. He really um, isn't, no. No, he's just below graded class. Um, yeah. And he ran very, very well in that Coral Cup behind Super Sunday. Um, agonisingly so for people on a big prices he just missed out on the very generous bookmaker concessions in terms of places of course finishing in 7th spot six was the most yeah, yeah. yeah so he finished in 7th spot but I thought he, he ran a big race and they've because of the way that he has fallen just below top level he's going to have to carry uh, a welter burden in this so I'm interested to see him run I probably won't let him go unbacked but um, you know River Frost that you talked about I was there at Kempton when he won I thought he did it in really nice he's got quite a tenacious animal yeah. so yeah. look forward to seeing him step up this term I mean there's some very nice horses in there. Holstone Allery that Joe has already talked about there and they're still hopeful that that one can you know live up to his reputation Holstone's in there uh, Bally Bowley will go as well for Twist and Davies kept that one pretty busy so yeah an informative race a decent handicap chase on that card as well isn't there there really is there's a horse I like in this team but I know you, you do as well so I'll let you take it away <laughs> well I mean you know regular listeners to, to the race hour will know that we talked a lot about Southfield Royale last year and I think he's going to come into this season with questions to answer no doubt but a yeah. mark of 138 would tell you that um, you know if he can ever recapture what he did, let's say two seasons ago on his best efforts, uh, he'll run away with a race like this. So I'm interested to see what price he will be for Saturday's race. And Joe also talked about Size and Cadelco. Now, interestingly, with Size and Cadelco, he said if he can go and win a handicap off a 160 mark, he's a Gold Cup horse. He is a Gold Cup horse because I mean he's giving Sophie Royale, just for example, he'd be giving him 22 pounds he'd be given the likes of relentless dreamer who i think could still be an improver for rebecca curtis yeah he'd be giving him 26 pounds i put so most on these most of these out of the handicap i mean you know like 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 you're giving an awful lot of horses i mean he's given rock rock the casbah 18 pounds I and mean, that's that's a proven tough horse you know yeah. big bad john there as well yeah he's giving them streams and streams of pound uh, he's given six to label his old bow yeah it's it's a, a very tough task if he does it yeah, he definitely is up up to the standard of, of running in a Hennessy or whatever else. Yeah, well, Joe wouldn't put it about. I mean, Native River won a Hennessy of what, 154, 155, something like that. So uh, you'd imagine it's beyond size and Cadelco to come and do that. But blimey, they're going to give him an opportunity perhaps and test him off for 160 in a handicap. I love that when the good horses go and take on these yeah. uh, these up and coming chasers, which I mean, he is one. He's eight years old, so it would be the right year to, to step him up. So look, it's a fascinating, fascinating card. Um, at Chepstow on Saturday and they race there on Sunday as well Dama. they race there on Sunday very good card obviously Dean we've absolutely no notion yet as to um, who's definitely running in what I mean you have the Persian War Novices Hurdle which is obviously an excellent race as always um, I think that might be where Vision to Flow pops up Vision to Flow uh, yeah so he's either on Saturday or Sunday and um, Joe was leaning towards the Persian War because of how they rate him so that's a good sign which is a great sign, and I'd love to see him in it. I'd love to see him tested against horses like, you know, you've Secret Door in there, you've Tommy Rapper of, uh, of Dan Skelton, who could be very interesting. Um, you know, your dear sire, but again, if 
if he was good enough, whilst the likes of Black Mischief is obviously a decent horse and he's shown it already and you've Bally Mountain Boy from Martin Keeley. Yeah. Um Vision Day Flow is the kind of horse that I think he is and I think he is a Neptune or a Supreme winner, to be honest. I think he's more than up to that standard. Um he'd want to be winning this race or at least putting up a very good performance and I see no reason why he shouldn't do. Did we miss anything else over the weekend that you want to uh, to catch up about before we do wrap up this edition of the race hour? And it's a soft launch. We are back, but you know, one we are back properly. We have a proper, about. proper big preview next week with um, hopefully with Noel Hayes and Nick Luck as well. Liam. Indeed, so we'll be uh, we'll be hoping to uh, to get that out next week. This is the soft launch to show you that myself and Dean are still alive. And um, as far as the nap goes, the weekend in would you be leaning towards Southfield Royal? Do you know, I think on a, on a handicap basis, you'd have to. He could be uh, streets ahead, although it's in a decent field, and I'd just love to see him run a big race. Um, and I'm very sweet on Landsman running a big race in the Cesaret. So, two at fair prices. Yeah, I'd be napping. Uh, I think my nap would definitely be... Um, be Lagos to Vegas, because not only is it a very fun name to say, Dean, um, she's, I think she ticks every box. She's on a really good mark. Uh, the fact the that Ryan Moore, though, you can't nap in a Cesarich. I am, yeah. I think okay. the fact that Ryan Moore is on board, I think it's a big, big deal. I will be napping Vision Day Flow, but I don't know the prices. And um, at the moment, in my tipping form for the last uh, last few weeks, Dean, I could uh, I could have stopped See the Stars. So uh, I'll leave Vision Day Flow out of it, but I think Vision Day Flow... And Finian's Oscar are definitely the two horses to be watching this weekend, Dean, as far as the rest of the season goes. Okay, well, I mean, it's a weekend for me where every cliff horse I have pretty much in the locker <laughs> is going to run. So if I'm not back next week, it's because I'm off somewhere cleaning toilets and uh, and working my way back into the jump season. It's great to have it back. It's great to have Dermot back in the studio. And uh, we enjoyed catching up with Joe next week, hopefully. Nick Luck, Noel Hayes, uh, myself and Dermo will be around and we'll have a good chat about the jump season ahead. Uh, you've been listening to the Race Hour podcast here, brought to you with our friends from Betbright. It's good to be back. Bennett are plugging on over the second last. It's Messier de Zobo, but now Finian's Oscar is on the assault, but Robbie Power goes for the whip. He's getting closer though, and he's coming past Messier de Zobo. And it's Finian's Oscar now, takes it up on the run to the last. Great jump as well from Finian's Oscar, leads Messier de Zobo. Captain Forres running a blinder, staying on very strongly. Then Brio Conti, it's Finian's Oscar in front, coming to the last half furlong. Captain Forres staying on tenaciously in second, but Finian's Oscar is too good and he's coming away close home another one for Colin Tizard and Robbie Power Finian's Oscar strikes in the Mersey second goes